friends, this is Femmoir the Podcast. I am Brianna Hansen, and I'm glad you're listening to this podcast where we take a comedic perspective on all things about happiness, and we take a happy perspective on all things comedy. This is exciting. This is an exciting time to be listening to the podcast because today we're going to talk about communication. Okay, I recognize that communication is a somewhat do I say ironic? I hate when people use the word ironic uh, because there's, there's only a few things that are actually ironic circumstances, but then everyone's like, am I about to say ironic when they don't know what that means? Then again, I say that's, uh, I don't I, I mean, I get it. I get it. So I want to say it's, it seems to me ironic that I'm doing a podcast about communication when I'm going to talk about communication and give various tips on, uh, I guess, tips of ways that I believe communication can be improved and what it really means. But in doing so, I'm doing with with a one-sided, it's a one-sided communication uh, interaction that we're having right now. At the moment, at the moment that I'm recording this, this is one-sided. I can't hear you. And actually, as you're listening to it, I still can't hear you unless... You call me while you're listening to this, and then I can hear you, and I'll hear your responses to it. But I, to be fair, I might be too busy to take those phone calls that you're going to listen, that you know you just want to respond to me while you're listening. So there are other ways to communicate, uh, which I will get into. You know, you know the other ways to communicate. There are a thousand other ways to communicate. I pimp on every podcast. I tell you about all the ways to communicate with me and how I, how I like to hear from you and all that. And even though all those exist, I'm, I'm about to go on to a little tirade about how that's not real communication, but it kind of is. I mean, any form of interacting with someone in, in some ways is real communication. It's just, it's a, it's a highly watered down version of communication, I guess is all I'm saying. Am I making myself clear? <laughs> are you are you so pumped up now to hear what my thoughts on communication are after I've just given this huge caveat that like we're not communicating at the moment and the methods that I encourage you to communicate with me are not the most valid forms of communication? Oh man, Brianna, you know how to sell yourself up top. If only I could get that kind of Midwestern like, oh gee golly, you don't need to listen to me. I don't know why it sounds like I'm John Wayne. Oh, hey, Belgram. No need to listen to me. <laughs> oh, boy. You're still listening? Oh, that's exciting. All right, then I'll just get into it. Here's what I believe about communication. Here's what I feel about communication. I think all of us strive for some sort of connection with others. Uh, we strive for a connection within ourselves, you know, to feel like we're really uh, connecting to what makes us most happy and what makes us the most driven and the most passionate. And I think that we strive for a connection uh, in finding that in others. And the the most effective way of striving for that or for, for getting that is by uh, good communication, is by effective communication. I have a funny story that I'm going to share with you. I, I'm recording this podcast moments after I had a, a two very separate communication interactions with people. One was a person I don't know very well who I was working on a project with, a show essentially with, and I'm not going to go into the details of it because uh, it ain't your business, but um, the communication style of this person was very difficult. They were very combative and they were very aggressive and arguably being somewhat unreasonable, I think, about their expectations and their reactions and responses to what was going on in this particular instance. 
And uh, and my my style with this person was I was like, okay, there's already an ego involved in this interaction. I am going to just kind of deflect. I am not going to disagree uh, because I don't necessarily inherently disagree with what they're saying, but I am not going to go at this in a combative way because if I if I come at it, well, you this or like I did that or like defensive or any sort of thing, uh, then it becomes an argument and then it's ineffective communication. It's already starting out as ineffective communication. As a result of this particular project we're working on, um, this thing that I'm doing, the, the bad communication, I happen to have involved uh, one of my bestest friends on the planet uh, who I talk about all the time and uh, who I do Reasonable Revolution, that uh, website that uh, we started and that, that business that we're doing, uh, who I do that with. Uh, Renee Colvert. And Renee and I are really good at communication. Part of what I think makes our friendship so strong is we are kind of constantly checking in. Now, granted, we're both personalities that uh, actively work on being good communicators and actively work on being and staying in touch with how we feel and how we want uh, to express that and, and the types of responses and reactions we want from other people and what, you know, like we're, we're both pretty active about it, but as a result in our friendship, we, uh, are really good at, at, uh, listening and, and communicating. So essentially what happened is this negative interaction affected both me and Renee, and, uh, we wanted to make sure that we were good. So, uh, we, so we talked and we were absolutely fine. So much so that it was almost comical how bad this one communication style was. Uh, and then moments later, how good the next interaction was. And I say that because Renee and I, uh, I think that connection, I think, is what you're looking for. What I think happened in the in the negative one, and and I'm using this only as an example because everyone has had, you know, a bad communication, some some bad things go down. What I think happened in the other one is there was a lack of perspective. I think um, on on maybe everyone's part, but I think what happens in in bad communication, and I I have done it too. I. I I actively work so hard at at not doing this, but I know that I do, is there was a very tunnel vision perspective on what was expected um, from this project. And that was not clearly communicated to everyone. So immediately an idea gets placed in this particular person, for example, in this person's mind, that something was not happening. And as a result... Uh, no one could tell them otherwise. No one could tell them that, you know, uh, there are other factors at play here. Uh, everything that they saw and everything that they said fed into the idea that they had already planted in their head. So there was no, part of the reason I didn't even try to communicate with this person is there was no communication because it is a two-way street, right? Because when you're communicating with someone, you're really creating a connection. In order to have that connection, it needs to come from both sides. Otherwise, you just have like a lash out, like a person who's just like communicating at you rather than with you. So I think what happened in this is that's essentially, that's why, you know, I, I, we, Renee and I had two different outcomes in this particular project, and which is why we checked in to make sure we're cool. And we are. Don't worry, guys. Mom and dad are fine. Uh, but we had two different outcomes. And part of that was because of uh, – it was just a luck of the draw, really. It was just some of the some of the things that went down. But it was, it was so interesting to me because uh, it was such a clear example. And people do it all the time, but this was a very clear example that literally happened moments ago um, from the time I'm recording this podcast. But it was such a clear example of bad communication all around. 
I think that happens because because we get in within ourselves and we we have perspectives within ourselves that we have built up without letting the other person know what that expectation or that perspective is. So then they so then we just get upset when they don't do what we expect. It's it's so telling in not only friendships but you know where when stakes can be high but it's really telling in in relationships uh where the stakes are are somewhat obvious and high but you know people don't say what they want or they don't say what they were expecting or they say things with the intention of having like a a negative effect but it's not really what they mean i kind of i I kind of pride myself on being, uh, I don't know, okay. No, you know what? You know what? No, I am proud of the fact that I am a very good communicator. I am. I have gotten to a point in my life where I've worked very hard on it, and I'm very protective and proactive about being a good communicator. Uh, I know, so much so that I know when I'm being a bad communicator. I know when I'm, you know, holding back something I want to say, uh, and to me, that's still being that's that's still progress because at least I'm aware that there's something I'm not saying, or I'm aware that there's something off, but I don't want to say anything until I'm I'm sure of what it is. And I think as a result, I have you know I've been able to, and partly also because I don't have time for people you know who BS. Uh, but <laughs> but I think part of that is why I've been lucky enough to cultivate very strong relationships in my life uh, with. You know, I don't just mean romantically. I um, because who in the hell knows? But I, but I do mean, but I mean it with friends and and even in let's say romantic partnerships, I'm I'm good at um, knowing how to say what I want to say in the way I want to say it, and knowing if I'm not saying it that something's going on, or if I'm feeling this way that something's going on, and and being okay with myself in that interaction whether it's romantic or not, being okay with myself and saying like, as long as I'm true to myself and I feel like I need to say this thing, I don't have control over the outcome of what happens as a result of it, but I need to say it. You know, I, I, I um, yeah, I think that makes sense, right? It, so what, when you're communicating, it's like you're, you're communicating really with two entities. You're communicating with yourself, doing a little scan of emotions to find out what's going on. And then you find ways of communicating that to others. And listen, I, I get it. Um, okay. All right. I'm gonna tell a quick story, but, I, but I'll tell it after this. I get it. Like, it's not easy to, to say what you want to say. And it is not, I, all right, here's my story. This that'll get us into it. I was working on a partnership a while back, and the communication uh, was not great. And the problem became we got to such a point in the partnership that by the time I was able to communicate what I felt was going on, it uh, it was like the ship has sailed to save this partnership. I can no longer, uh, you know, trust my partner to do the things that they want. So I don't know why I'm communicating it. It's safe to hurt their feelings. Like there's nothing that they can do. So I don't, I don't know that I am going to, or that I will. All I know is that this, you know, we're done here <laughs> like that. Uh, and that's, what that's kind of a hard thing to take in, especially hard because I, you know, I've always been very surprised at when I am honest and when I come into a, a scenario where I want to communicate with someone about something or where, where I'm open to whatever communication is going on, I'm always surprised at how when you come at it honestly, when you're active and open to the other person and when you, you know, assume the best of intentions and assume the person 
uh, has, you know, isn't just out to get you, then uh, the interaction is always so much easier, I feel. I feel like it, it's always so much worse in your head and their reaction is going to be so much worse in your head than the way it really is. It doesn't necessarily make the start of the communication uh, that much easier, but it does make it does make you more willing to do it again in the future because you um, you have this like precedent that it's not that hard. So I, I'm sitting here talking about communication like it's you know this abstract thing, and I think there's some very uh, clear things that you can do when you do communicate effectively. I'm not going to get into uh, the first thing is, okay, the first thing is listening. And I'm not going to get into tons of details about listening only because I have an upcoming podcast uh, in a few months on listening. So I don't want to, I don't want to repeat myself knowing I'm going to go into it in the future uh, because, but what if you're not listening this time? Maybe I should. But I, I won't go into tons of details, but I think what's most important is when you are listening to someone, and this is why I think that social media communication is not the most effective. There is language is the actual last, is like the one of the latest ways that we have created to communicate with people. And typing language on the internet is like the latest way we have created of communicating people next to maybe emojis. <laughs> but um, in in doing so, the effectiveness of a communication gets completely can get completely misinterpreted. It's it's not as effective as looking at someone, which we did for you know centuries was one of the only methods of accurate communication is is looking at someone and being next to someone and feeling, you know, signals and cues of of what they're doing and feeling and saying. Because because that to me is the most effective way of communicating, and to anyone, I mean, it is it's the most effective way of communicating. And now we have all these you know watered down ways. Like there's this amazing Key and Peel sketch on texting, which I'll include a link to in the show notes, which is just like a classic miscommunication sketch. One guy texts one thing, thinking he's saying something. The other guy think reads it differently and responds from a different perspective, and they both just heighten their perspective of the, you know, communication that's happening between them. And that's, and that I think is, you know, uh, the most, one of the most obvious ways of, of communication. But I say that because now we do have all these methods. So we, so we live more in our world and in our inclusive world of ourselves and those that we have, you know, um, one dimensional access via communication to. And so we're unable to have that connection that we so crave that I talked about up top, like that, that deep connection, you can kind of get it, I guess, through these other means, but I think it needs to be reinforced by, by, you know, seeing someone and, and interacting with them in the much more human way. And the only reason I'm going to like, I kind of poo poo, uh, social media as a form of effective communication is because I think we've become so um, dependent on it and we become so convinced that that is an effective way of communicating with someone. And really, it's just, if you think about it, just yelling into the ether. Like that's, uh, I, I, when I first, I was a young, a young adopter of the Twitters, but I wasn't into it. I've been on it for a long time, but I wasn't into it. I think because there was this part of me that was like, yeah, of course, everyone was like, I don't really get it. But there was this part of me that is kind of the same for a lot of social media apps, but it's basically like, but I'm just, it's just a one-way conversation. I'm just yelling. Why is that? Why does someone need to know that? <laughs> Says the girl who's done hours of talking to herself into a microphone. Says that I, I get the uh, hypocrisy here, but I, 
After a while, I realized that Twitter, Twitter, (laughs) we should have a, a, like a app that's called Quitter. That's just like uh, people essentially doing 140 characters of things that they're going to stop doing, like resolutions or something. That'd be fun. But I think what I realized about Twitter is it's a different method of communication. And I was immediately judging that as inherently bad because it was significantly less effective. And I don't know that it's inherently bad. I think using it too much, uh, as I've gone into before and will go into anytime you ask me, uh, using it too much is uh, in a, is it can have negative consequences on you know, your attention span and, and your perspective and all this stuff. But I think, you know, it's just a different tool that you can use to start, I think, a connection with someone. It is not an, an end connection, but it's something. I think part of the reason, like, you know, we, we uh, glamorize pen pals and we, and we glamorize email buddies and all this stuff is because in one-sided communications, we feel like there is so much more we get to we get to live within the experience of just taking someone in rather than having to kind of have an actual interaction with them so you know someone writes someone else and it, it's very thoughtful and or you know these like i i feel like i am talking to you i hope you feel that way even though we both know that i'm recording this and the only thing listening is my kurt vonnegut picture like even though like we, you know we have this interaction this is i would argue ineffective communication i hope i am communicating my ideas clearly to you. And I hope you can feel through the the voice that I'm using, uh, my enthusiasm for it and my genuine passion for talking about all the things that I, that I discuss in Femoir, the podcast. But it's, it's ineffective in terms of a two-way communication street. What I hope it does is it starts a line of communication either between us or inspires you to be more communicative to the people and partners in your own life or in relationships in the future or even just to evaluate them and see what are your methods of communicating. I, I think, that, and this is the last thing that I'll say, I think if you are, and I hope at some point that some of these do something like that for you, um, if you are looking at some way to, you know, change up your communication styles, I think it's it's fair to say that people communicate very differently. I talked about how Renee and I communicate. Part of the reason we get along so well is not only do we have so many similar interests, we communicate the same, but we are kind of odd in how uh, we communicate the same. I recognize that she and I are in some ways like overly communicative, but that feeds us. And so we can do it. I don't communicate with her like I do with my other friends. I, I don't communicate with uh, children the same way I do adults. Like there are different languages people speak and there are different comfort zones that people are willing to go into. And uh, and so you can't just push everyone to to communicate the same. Uh, this uh, here's an example of what I mean. So when I was growing up, and I, t- I tell my family this story, they get a kick out of it, and we were just talking about it when I was home last Christmas. But we, um, I am, I am the type that needs to like talk about their feelings, or at least get it out there. If 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 I know what's going on, or I and I or I'm unclear where other people are at, like I I need that. I need I need the soup stirred up so we can let it settle. I can't uh, not do that. So, uh, but my family is not all that way. So when I was growing up, like my brother is not as, he communicates very differently than I do. Um, so if we, for instance, gotten some sort of, you know, 
uh, argument, like as a family, which happens. Can you believe that? It happens even in strong and, you know, loving families. Um, it happens everywhere. But if we got in some sort of argument, this is essentially how it went down. First one out is my brother. He goes up to his room, shuts the door. You are not to speak to him until he comes out and we never speak of it again. Uh, I am still like arguing and like, you know, trying to get mom and dad to talk to me. And they, and they are like, nope, we're done. And they just leave and they would leave. This is a, this is like an overarching example. I'm not thinking of a specific like night or something that happened, but this is essentially how it would go down based on lots of little stories or whatever. So mom and dad would stay for a little bit longer and then they'd get frustrated and then they would go and then they just wouldn't talk about it typically. They would talk about as much as needs to be talked about and then they'd let it go or that's how they deal with it. I would still be the one who's like yelling at everyone like, can we talk about this? Obviously everyone's still very mad and no one's saying why. Or no one's giving reasons on how to prevent this in the future. And that, and so, the, you know, but I was left high and dry, which is, which is fine because it's, you know, that's not how they communicate. That's, and that's a-okay because not everyone should communicate like I do. If so, God, oh boy, it'd be too much talking all the time. It'd be so much talking all the time. Who wants that? <laughs> and I think there are times when you just need to shut up. Maybe this is the time for me right now, or it's coming up soon. But there are times where you just go, all right, I said what I need to say. I'm done. Or I'm upset right now, but I recognize that nothing can be done. So I'm going to figure out why I'm so upset about it within my own thing. I'm going to walk away and not talk to anyone. Before I before I do shut up, I will tell one last thing. I get a kick out of people I've been asked many a time. I don't have bitchy resting face, but um, I've been asked a lot. So, you know, People be like, are you mad at me? And... And it always cracks me up because, uh, first of all, I get mad when people say that. I'm like, what, you think I wouldn't tell you, A? And B, I wear my heart on my sleeve. You think I, if I was upset with you, I wouldn't A, tell you, or B, it'd be so clear that you wouldn't need to ask? Or C, like, maybe I am. Maybe I'm upset at something. But I, but I may just need some time to take it in on my own. Like, there could be something that happened, and it's not your fault that I'm mad at you. Or it might be. I don't know. But I don't know yet why I'm mad, and so I need a minute to take it in. That is, I think, what the, it boils down to. That's the... So that that's, you know, but you should also know in communication when your time has come to shut up and it has for me now. So hopefully this has inspired you. Hopefully this has uh, got you thinking about communication, got you, uh, you know, looking at your own relationships in life. Let me know uh, what this has done for you. I would love to get feedback. I would like to know, you know, what uh, people like hearing about and what, you know, shy away from or, or delve more into. That'd be delightful to hear the feedback. You can get that uh all my information is, is at briannahanson.com. I got the Twitter is at the Brianna Hansen. If you're listening to this on the iTunes, I thank you kindly. Subscribe for free if you would like. And um, episodes come out every other Tuesday. And if you could rate it, that'd be great. Uh, it helps, you know, increase my iTunes score and comments and stuff. Not only help me to know what people like about it, how they feel about it, and it also helps other people find this podcast. So. Hopefully we can become a a revolution of communicators. A revolution that never has to see violence because we've all just talked it out. I didn't even get into male versus female communication. Um, Short, short Cliff's notes of it, very different. So should be respected. Plenty of books on that that you can find on your own, I'm sure. Okay, uh, that is all. 
for now, friends. Thank you for listening. I'll catch you next episode. Bye.